We're now going to interrupt the broadcast to bring you live coverage of the president's press conference. The president's entire cabinet advised against him ever speaking again without a script, but it appears he's decided to anyways. We take you now to the White House. It's time to stop talking. It's time to start acting. I ask Congress to appropriate additional money to protect corporate America and to punish American workers. And we're making good progress. There's a lot of actions that take place that you'll never see. Rounding people up slowly but surely. And that's positive. That's a positive development. Now, I'll be glad to answer some questions you have from the store here, David. Thank you very much. I wanted to know, and I'm sure the American people do too, what you plan on doing as far as tracking down the CEOs of the corporations that seem to be robbing many Americans blind. By far, the vast majority of... Uh, CEOs in America are obviously trying to scam somebody and these are these are like international criminals is what they act like they kind of hide and order things up and then kind of hide again and but nothing has changed and that's how the system is supposed to work yeah, I am. Mr. President, the FBI requested members of Congress to take polygraph tests now is your administration pursuing criminals in Congress? That's what I keep trying to explain to the American people. Key members of Congress, these people are cold-blooded killers. They're interested in killing innocent Americans still. And therefore, we will continue to pursue them. Mr. President, was your plus two bag of holding effective against the level five paladin? Uh, I actually didn't read the whole uh, story about uh, somebody down there at level five f flexing some know-how muscle but it's a frame of mind it's it's we we we, do, we don't take we, we 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 take lives um killing thousands that's how i look at it mr president how do you respond to the criticism that you have a tendency to procrastinate i don't like it a bit and i'm going to talk about it tomorrow and tomorrow I'm going to talk about some specifics, and I'd rather kind of save those for tomorrow. Yeah. Mr. President, the press has received copies of a contract you signed between yourself and the, quote, Lord of this world, Satan, or the devil. Would you care to comment on that? Uh, listen, uh, there are some who just... <laughs> to, and it's... it's, it's this, um, there are ways that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, We're going to cut away now, but we will come back to the president's press conference if he ever manages to complete a sentence. Are you ready for the end of the world? Listen to Your Community's Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit with Orda Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And I understand that it's cold out. Winter has not officially started but fall is definitely here and it is extremely colorful and i don't know an exciting time of the year should we talk about happenings sure 
it's a little chilly out. I don't know if it's quite cold out yet. At night, it's cold out. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. This is like what I love. It's like sunny out. This is why I live in southern Illinois. Huh. It's sunny out. It's nippy out. But it's sunny out. <laughs> it's just cold enough to get your blood circulating and just warm enough that makes you enjoy the sun. <laughs> and right now, of course, it's just colorful enough to appease the eyes. Yes. <laughs> so let's see. Happenings. Uh, let's start with... Uh, let's see. Let's start with what's going on uh, today. We've got Friday happenings. One of them is the one that we usually mention, Free Film Friday, which is now big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC. And uh, tonight's is a very important one, as usual. It's a documentary called The Murder of Fred Hampton. Film and discussion at the Big Muddy IMC uh, tonight at 7 p.m. That's 214 North Washington. And I haven't seen that whole documentary yet, but I'm... I can't I can't make it at that time, but I'm going to watch it because it's a very important story. They were they were filming. What happened was they were filming a documentary about uh, Fred Hampton. You know, while he was still alive, they started filming it. He was one of the Black Panthers. Yeah, right? he was one of the Black Panthers. He was, uh, and he's very relevant for us because he was active in the Chicago area, and you know, so a Midwestern uh, Black Panther, and you know, they started doing a documentary on him, and then he was assassinated by the government. Like in the middle of while they're doing Yeah, the while they're doing it. So then they it really got to capture the moment of what was happening and the significance of it and that sort of thing. Well, I mean, now that wouldn't be a big deal because everybody has cameras now to, you know, record almost any happening possible. Yeah. But this was, what, the late 60s? Yeah. And so to actually have... A, a documentary crew meant probably about four people and a hundred pound camera. Yeah. You know, well, that's exaggeration, but those cameras were big. They were big, heavy. yeah. And so it was a uh, production to set up a camera crew. Yeah. So. so if you've heard of Fred Hampton, this is the opportunity to get more of the story. If you haven't heard of Fred Hampton, oh, then you definitely need to check this out and find out who he was and why, why they struck him down when they did so that's tonight at 7 p.m. 214 North Washington um, also tonight is Tret Fleur I think I pronounced it right at Cousin Andy's Coffee House um, it's part of um, Woman's Music Legend today at 7.30 p.m. okay and also another movie this is I've seen this movie this is kind of fun uh, Dogma it's a movie with uh, religious and spiritual themes, and it's showing at the Interfaith Center on uh, this coming Sunday at 7 p.m. All right. You think I can keep my place here? Huh. I've been um, getting flyers, and people have been talking to me a little bit about this because they know I like dance. Yeah. <laughs> this is a dance out. Education a right, not a privilege. Um, north entrance of the Student Center on Monday, November 10th at noon. Basically, people are going to, well, I understand, skip classes and come and just dance on the north end of the Student Center. Mm -hmm. That will be fun. Oh, yeah. Fun and exciting and for a good cause. Yeah. 
So yes, then there's also uh, Drop Beats Not Bombs. Uh, that's coming to the Interfaith Center on Monday, November 10th at 3.30 to 7 p.m. And I've got a little bit more information about that. Drop Beats Not Bombs is coming to Carbondale. Carbondale Students for a Democratic Society is hosting the Drop Beat Not Bombs workshop and hip-hop tour put on by the Nonviolent Youth Collective in collaboration with the Not Your Soldier Project and the Fellowship of Reconciliation's Columbia program. On November 9th and 10th, the tour will be in Carbondale. The purpose of the tour is to train and empower youth to support each other in resisting militarism through creative action, including building the conscientious objective objector movement in the U.S. The tour is traveling caravan style across the U.S. with the conscientious objector to the U.S. military Isaac Martin and conscientious objector to the Colombian military Paula Galino, a couple of fellowship and reconciliation staff, and Invincible, a hip hop artist from Detroit. You can check out the tour blog online at fourpiece.net. And so here's a few things that they're going to be doing while they're in town. On November 9th, Sunday, from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Art in Action Workshop on campus on the second floor of the Student Center, Illinois Room. And then we talked about uh, November 10th at noon, the walkout, Funk the War Dance Party. Yeah. Funk it up. Funk it up. Funk it up. Should be pretty funky. Yeah. And then 3.30 to 5.30, Not Your Soldier Workshop on Conscientious Objection. That will be at the Interface Center on Monday. And then from 5.30 to 7 p.m., also at the Interface Center, potluck-style dinner. Um, and then there's uh, a keynote speaker. I mean, the keynote speaker. You will have a chance to eat and talk with the keynote speaker. Yes. And then at 9.30 p.m., Iraq Veterans Against the War Benefit Show at the Big Muddy IMC. A lot of local artists and, of course, Invincible. Yeah. <laughs> the hip-hop crew that's on tour with them will yes. be there. <laughs> and they say, is hip-hop so powerful that he's Invincible? <laughs> <laughs> Should be a good time. And for... More information, you can contact the Carbondale Students for Democratic Society. Their email is cdalesds at riseup.net. And, oh, and you can also check out the Fellowship of Reconciliation at youth.forusa.org. So plenty of happenings wrapped together even just in that one happening. <laughs> yeah, it's just one day of, like, serious happenings and actions. Let's see, what else do we've got? This is a really good happening group. Um, well, happening week. Thank you for everybody for sending your happenings in. Let's see. T-A-P-T. Tenants are people too. This is a group that's um, been getting together and talking um, because there are two that I know of very, very, very bad landlord huh. rental oh, yeah. companies huh. that i mean one of them if you give them a deposit for your place you never get it back no matter what yeah. they manage to figure out ways and then the other one never fix up anything so um this is a meeting about tenant rights um the meeting is at the interface center on wednesday november 12th 
from 7.30 till 9.30 p.m. Yes. I didn't know tenants were people, too. <laughs> I thought they were uh, serfs from feudal times, well. you know, just subservient to their landlord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, good to hear they've got that going on. So in other happenings, we have uh, coming up in a little bit, not immediately, but Carbondale and Thanksgiving on Tuesday, November 8th, or 18th, sorry, at the First Presbyterian Church. Uh, that's at 7 p.m. And Sam Goldman's going to, going to be speaking there. Now, he's been known in the community already before this, but now that he's at the university, um, he's getting even more attention for what he's doing. So you get to hear what he's up to on Tuesday, November 18th. And then coming up is uh, Hunger Fighting Hunger Week, Feeding Minds Fighting Hunger Week, November 16th through the 22nd. Uh, several events, including a talk by Art Simon, director of Bread for the World at the Student Center on Wednesday, November 19th. Um, hopefully we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. Yes. Huh. Hunger Awareness Week. This is the week where you're supposed to not eat, so you'll understand. <laughs> it amazes me how some people in the world are able to survive on as little food as they do. Yeah. I've been to one of these... Um, they call them progressive dinners, I think. Or anyway, when you come to the door, you give you pull your, you know, a country out of the hat. Yeah. And based on what country, they give you that much food. <laughs> I want to pull the USA. Yeah. I'm sure the USA gets yeah, the most food. They give you like you know a seven course dinner with yeah. the USA. <laughs> but if you're like um, Chad, you get like a, a cup of rice. Yeah. And. Um, some dirty water i don't know <laughs> so yeah and coming up is uh the vegetarian thanksgiving dinner yes that's a big one that's every a huge year one. every mm. year um usually about, on average about 150 people come to dinner at the interface center yeah that's november 20th um on a thursday every thursday there's actually a vegetarian potluck dinner at the interface center and so this year it's going to be a large dinner. Yeah. So stay tuned for more information about that one. Yeah, and that, in case you forget the date, it always falls on the Thursday before, uh, you know, the official Thanksgiving. Yeah, so because we want students, you know, to come and eat. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, they're part of the community too. They are. <laughs> and they're a hungry part of the community. Yeah. <laughs> So, let's see. Another happening, School of the Americas, Vigilant Protest. Uh, sadly, the School of the Americas still exists. So people are holding a Vigilant Protest. It's uh, in Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, November 22nd to 23rd. Um, you can go to www.soaw.org for a schedule of the events there and for more information. And then there it's usually a caravan of people who leave from Carbondale. Yeah. So... Um. Well, all right. The biggest news, of course, has been the election. Huh. Oh, I um, thought the uh, Star Wars conference going on was the biggest news. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, okay, I was I was pausing there for a second. <laughs> there is a Star Wars conference going on, but I think the election trumps it. Just slightly, huh? Yeah. So. The Democrats have won the presidency. 
They have won majority in the House, and they have won majority in the Senate. So now we have the chance to hold them. They have no excuse now for not accomplishing all the stuff they said they wanted to yeah. accomplish. They, they say that they're ecologically minded. Well, they say environmentally minded because they don't know what ecologically means. <laughs> they say they're environmentally minded, and they say they have renewable energy in mind, and they have green jobs in mind. Now we get to see. <laughs> so how green, how green will the new Congress be? Environmental-backed congressional con candidates won a number of seats, but not as many as hoped. Oil industry leaders are predicting dark days for fossil fuels under the president-elect Barack Obama, while environmentalists are celebrating the election as a win for clean energy, green capital. But much will depend on the makeup of Congress. Though a number of enviro-backed congressional con candidates got the nod, there weren't quite as many picks as Greens were hoping for, and a number of the new congressional Democrats come from traditionally fossil fuel-friendly states. The Senate. Greens are pumped by the election of four Senate candidates who campaigned aggressively on clean energy and climate actions. Democrats Tom Udall of New Mexico, Mark Udall of Colorado, Janine Shannon of New Hampshire, and Kay Hagan of North Carolina. All four will assume seats previously occupied by Republican senators who often voted against environmental interests. Still, Hagan and both of the Udalls call for more drastic oil and gas drilling on the campaign trail this year as gas prices ticked higher and public support for drilling grew. Another new Democrat ushered into the Senate. Virginians Mark Warner called for lifting of the federal moratorium on oil and gas leasing in the outer continental shelf, saying he thinks grilling decisions should be in the hands of the states. So, several notable environmental foes have also coasted to re-election. And the closely watched Senate race in Alaska still hangs in the balance with 99% of Alaska's precincts reporting. Incumbent Republican Ted Stevens was ahead of Democrat Mark Begrich, but only by a margin of one point. Stevens, who last week was found guilty of lying, of lying on financial disclosure forms, is a longtime environmental foe who's led the charge to open the Arctic National Refuge to drilling. So... So a lot of people were okay with that, with his uh, corruption. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. It's still a contested... Uh, well, I don't think it's that much as people are more comfortable voting for someone who's already in office. They think they are more knowledgeable. Yeah. And my thing is, um, I will not vote for the same person twice, no matter how knowledgeable they are. Oh. Um I say that, but I don't know if I'll follow that, but I really try really hard. The reason is, is if everybody did that, whenever someone got into office, they would work really hard. <laughs> yeah. Because they only, they know there was no chance of reelection. <laughs> I mean, what happens is the first year they kind of, you know, learn the ropes and then they, you know, two years of actually working and then the the fourth year they just spend getting reelected. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um but then also, you know, if they know they're not getting reelected, there's less I mean, 
they might not do stuff that you know people want yeah uh-huh. you know because th- if there's a chance of getting reelected they'll do it so i don't know it's yeah well that's why i think you know maybe reelect reelecting people being a possibility but you've got to earn it <laughs> right instead of this attitude that people seem people do seem to like trust incumbents more whereas like i have a tendency to like want to push them out like if you've proven yourself that you've you've served the will of the people and the good of you know the common good then you know maybe we can put you back in there <laughs> i came across this website called glassbooth.com and it's a website where you are asked a series of about 20 questions and it compares your opinions um to the you know the voting record or the opinions of the major candidates and so it was pretty interesting I wish I had known about this before the election, but it was very interesting for me to actually see that, um, and especially on certain issues. Like, there was two issues that I 100% agreed with McCain on, but the other eight, of course, I didn't. Yeah. But, you know, know, it's kind of limiting it a little bit, because it's only giving you ten issues. Yeah. But at the same time, it's actually seeing how you compare... I thought that was interesting. Yeah, let you explore issues rather than just looking at the two talking heads and trying to guess what they actually mean. Yep. So I think the main thing is is it's been a really exciting time. A lot of people have jumped out and voted and voiced their opinion, and I don't want this to be the end. Yeah. Huh. Um, voting is not the end of democracy, or you know. People say that it's the most critical thing you should do in our democracy. And I was like, no. It's something you should do. It's not the most critical. The most critical is to make sure the people we put in place actually do what we want. Yeah. It's a full-time job for us as uh, active citizens to keep an eye on them and make sure they're doing what they need to do. Exactly. So... Let's make sure that all these promises the politicians have put forth are going to actually happen. So, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a nice um, time, but it only will happen if we continue to make it happen. So, should we talk about anything besides politics? Sure, well... I I think we're done talking about politics forever, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, we'll probably st- still talk about it. We'll probably talk about it less and differently now that there's not uh, a certain person who's going to be... <laughs> you don't think we'll, have, we'll, we'll make fun of Obama just as much as we did as Bush? Oh, I'm sure we will. And all, all in due time, once, once uh, he drops the ball on some policy issues, which he probably will. I don't know. Were you, were you around when I made fun of Clinton? Uh, I wasn't, but I also made fun of Clinton. I, I'm a, a bipartisan, nonpartisan uh, mocker of public officials (laughs) (laughs) because pretty much all of them fall short eventually of what they say they're going to do and somebody has to be there to point out that fact and uh, all right push for push for change i don't think it's going to be as much fun yeah it's not going to be as absurd you know with with bush it just gets to the point of absurdity you know like like that thing we played at the beginning you know even though he doesn't actually come out and say that that's pretty much what he's thinking how do you know what he's thinking are you on the same wavelength? Well, you can judge what people are thinking sometimes by their actions. I don't know. Sometimes they're pretty political. 
Yeah. So, in this time of, um, well, it's coming upon the holiday season. And so you should think about doing a few things to save some money so that you can help your friends and neighbors. Frugal green living. Save money using these tips. Going green is definitely better for you and the planet, but it can occasionally mean a little green has to leave your wallet. Even if you'll make the money back in increased efficiency or energy savings, you have to shell out some bucks for compact fluorescent bulbs, a more efficient dishwasher, a professional home energy audit, or an entire home energy monitor. The waiting is tiresome, and it's tough to calculate exactly how much each light bulb, for example, is saving you. Given the economic events of the past months, waiting to start saving might not be a wise choice. Now, here's some tips that will help you start saving money starting today and will continue to for as long as you continue to do them. Now, these are a little bit of a mentality shift for us to do, but doing these will actually save money. So... And if you've already start, if you get started now, you can save almost a thousand dollars in the next year without buying anything extra. All right, here we go. The scoop. The easiest thing to do is hang your laundry out to dry. Your dryer checks in at number two on the list of household energy hogs, right after your fridge, according to the U.S. Department of Energy. Um, and uses more and uses more than you might think by cutting the dryer out of the equation using the ample solar energy that falls to the earth every day you can save some bucks and prolong the life of your clothes too get the full scoop annual energy savings are well about seventy dollars a year in energy cost if you're using your own dryer about $140 a year if you are paying to dry them at a laundromat. So, mm. Yep. So another, another tip, uh, eat more veggies and less meat and save more money. Fresh vegetables are cheaper than meat. Eat less meat, save more money. According to the USDA... Luis Pascal, eat less meat, save more money. Save more money. I can't be a Neanderthal. <laughs> According to the USDA... The weighted average price for all fresh fruit is 71 cents per pound. Th- that on average, that averages out to about 18 cents per serving. And almost two-thirds of the fresh fruits, 16 out of 25, cost 25 cents or less per serving. The weighted average price for all fresh vegetables was 64 cents per pound, which averages to 12 cents per serving. That's not bad. Contrast this with the average price per pound of beef, which in October of 2007 was four fifteen per pound. The average price per pound for pork was two ninety three. So it sounds like cutting meat will save a bunch of money, but it'll save more than money too, according to a recent UN report. It'll cut way back on your con- contribution to climate change. Oh climate change, who's worried about that? You know, that's that's the liberal media just trying to tell us that climate change exists. Well it didn't say anything about how it makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not in your heart, but in your um, body. Yeah, in your heart and in your body. <laughs> yeah, well, and um, if you do, if you eat more vegetables, you'll lose some weight and you'll save gas in your car because it's like we're so, 
Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you're all fat, mm-hmm. but I didn't say it. So. If, if you weigh less than you, car has to spend less fuel carrying you around. Exactly. So Yeah, and that's a tip that I, maybe they mentioned it further down, but, you know, filling your tires, making sure you're not carrying around extra baggage in your car. Extra baggage. That does not mean kicking out your friend or spouse. I mean, <laughs> that's not extra baggage. That's necessary baggage. Yes. So... Um, I wanted to report that U.S. citizens drove 9.6 billion fewer miles in May 2008 than in May 2007, or 3.7% less. And then a 5% drop in June, and then a 3.6 year-over-year decline in miles traveled on all roads in July. That makes it the nine straight months of decline for miles traveled in the U.S., something that hasn't happened in decades, and petroleum demand hasn't been that low since 1982. So people are driving less. Part of it is because of, the, of course, the price of gas. Yeah. Um, people are moving more back into town. Um, but part of it is people are sick of driving. I mean... Um, driving a half hour every day, one way to work, um, that's like the average for most people. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, decreasing the gas use, for some people it seemed like a temporary thing, but then once they decreased it, they may have realized, oh, you know, why do we want to spend that extra time in the car anyway? So I have a question. Now that the battle is over, what to do with the campaign sign carcasses littering your lawn and all over? Uh-huh. All over. If you would like a top ten list of things to do, how to recycle your campaign signs into cool and interesting things, send me an email, um, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and I have a really cool house built out of campaign sign picture I can send you uh, to. Sounds like fun. This has been another exciting, hopefully, informative, hopefully, half hour of Your Community Spirit. We're online at yourcommunityspirit.org. Send your happenings to info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Or you can send them to treesong at treesong.org. Remember, it's beautiful. It's beautiful out.